Hey y'all, my name is Corey and I'm here with my wife Shauna. We are the hosts of the Us First That podcast. Join the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back. We're so excited. Um, I'm literally laughing because we are those weirdos that listen to our own intro before we get started recording. And it's so fun to like see it and feel it and know it's like coming to life. And it is, yeah, it's just like growing and growing with us as we've evolved. And yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely pretty nice to have an intro to listen to to get you in the get you in the mood to talk about a nice long weekend yeah for sure so mark we love you thank you so much um yeah we are here in really cloudy san diego we've been here for about a week now and haven't really gotten to experience that san diego weather quite yet um but it's actually been kind of nice coming from the desert we were like in vegas where it was 100 degrees and hot yeah, I'm not upset about a little bit of cloud cover yeah. at this point. It's been kind of nice, especially at the event. Yeah. So we were at Tiny Fest this weekend. You want to tell mm-hmm. them about Tiny Fest? Here in San Diego. Yeah, last couple days showing off the van, kind of showing this side of uh, this side of travel, this side of life with travel, um, the options of really living as small as we do, um, which was cool because it was, um, we were showing our van at a festival that was ranging everything from homes that had, you know, tiny homes with 500 square feet all the way down to what we were moving around in. And everybody was looking at that stuff for a much different reason than what we got into the van for. Like that was really interesting. There's some people that were getting into buses and they had like property that they were just setting them on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely this, um, well, it it was a really cool like energy of people just ready to kind of make that move or people that were like almost ready to take that leap of faith. Um, so of course that's like who we loved getting to talk to because it was like talking to ourselves, you know, like do this, like we're on, you know, we're on this side of it feeling so like proud and just empowered by, you know, kind of overcoming our own fears that it's so encouraging to like see other people doing that. And, um, yeah. And some of them, it like, wasn't even just people trying to go small, you know, we were having conversations with people that just, you know, wanted to, they just were looking for something new and different and, I definitely resonate with that because I was just, I was just sick of doing the same things, you know, and feeling caught in that. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people that were looking for, you know, 
these were just going to be another, I don't want to say a toy, but a thing for them to go operate differently in their lifestyle, even staying like in a home, not like living full time in one, but like long weekenders, you know, one month trip, two month trips, yeah. um, work schedules changing or jobs being willing to change around these people's schedules. And allowing, people also yeah, changing like their own deciding, yeah, kind yeah. of what's important to them and what, you but, know, how much travel or how much vacation yeah. time that they need or are, are going to take or go without. You right, know? right. You know, and then you have that piece of it all the way to like the real estate developers that were hanging out here that were like really putting, you know, they're out there trying to change certain rules so people can live smaller. Yeah. You know, that that's a, you can't just up and bring these small homes anywhere. You Which can't is, just, you can't just put crazy? them in a neighbor. Yeah. You can't just put them in a neighborhood. And, that's you know, so even if you were to like plumb them to sewer and, and everything else, people still have to try to fight to change some form of zoning, zoning and, and, you know, they're doing it and they've been doing it out here for a long time. And, you know, I'm sure it's been happening everywhere and it's just another piece of this culture i had no idea that you know these things run really deep and they they connect a lot of different things all the way to people working in you know the the parking you know the 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 street commissions or the um the traffic commissions you know how much all of these different lifestyles affect the infrastructure of these cities yeah and... right yeah, it it was kind of cool the um the guy specifically that Corey's talking about that was doing traffic and zoning. Um you know, he was just teaching us a lot. Like we were asking a lot of questions. He lives in a really big county and it's very overpopulated and they're trying to find ways to get people out of their cars and you know, walking and you know, having more commun communal space and time. And that is part of what Corey and I also want to be part of creating in in smaller towns. So we were trying to ask questions about, you know, that what 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 would he have suggested to people or, you know, if you could go back in time and help this community get founded on on a different, you know, on a different direction, what would he have done? And he said, honestly, the same things he's trying to do now and I think that that's just really, it's really interesting because the solutions, like his solution was the same solution. And yeah, it's just cool. It's really exciting to be around people that are like trying to find, you know, finding their hole, finding their niche on like, look, I don't know if this is, this is the best option, but it's better than what we're currently doing. And let's just Let's just see. Or, yeah, yeah, or here's something we haven't tried yet. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that that's the tricky part. It's so much of what we're probably going to be experiencing is we have to find these options that just haven't been tried yet. Yeah. Yeah. And But it's cool to be around people that have been around that, are, that know what, what hasn't been working. Because, again, we, yeah. we are we're coming from a totally different perspective. We're Midwesterners like, and, and actually that was something that I found came up a lot more over conversations with people than I expected. 
you know, like just because we have really lived a different style of life being yeah. in the Midwest. Um, and honestly, being in Tennessee, Nashville was, it was such a hub and it was more Southern, you know, like I, but it still felt, I don't know. We got a taste of kind of everybody in Nashville. Yeah. Well, and thankfully, you know, I, that's where everyone was like coming in and out of. And when we say everyone, it was like the people that were flocking to Nashville when we were living in Nashville, like that was bringing people from all over the country all the time, different yeah. division one colleges, different pro football teams, different hockey teams. Like if you think about the cultures that come along with a hockey team from a different city, right? Well, so, in Nashville, like, of course, people were like, right. yeah, we'll like, go to that game in, in Nashville. In that would be fun and exactly. make a weekend. Like, and... the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team fans are different than, you know, the Raiders football fans when right. they come to play the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that crowd is different, but we, we were interacting in a in an environment all the time with people that were constantly coming with their culture from their city. Yeah. And we would see these little micro cultures, the, the sports cultures, the drinking cultures, whatever, that those would show up from their cities, the bachelorette parties from every city across the country. Right. Like, yeah. so we were constantly soaking up these little cultures that, you know, now we can kind of paint this wildly big, bigger picture of like, hey, it's a big deal that I'm from Wisconsin and you've never left Mendocino County. You know, like mm -hmm. that's, that's a big deal. And, and that would make sense, but, or it's like, um, or Encinitas or wherever, you know, or San Diego, wherever some people, if they've never left here, because this is a big place. Yeah. It's completely understandable that people don't leave this County. Right. Right that world is so wildly different than someone in the Midwest who also isn't also leaving their county. Right. But also for us coming from the Midwest, seeing all that we have seen yeah. Midwest down to Florida, down to the entire Gulf, all the, you know, all of the Midwest and kind of soaking those cultures up at the same time because of how we live, how we operate in their cities yeah. You know, and in their towns, like we're, we're getting like we, the knowledge is is incredible. So to yeah. to have that perspective to show to the, the people we are meeting from San Diego that were coming to see like our life, like right. what our life looked like. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of people here that seemed they were going to continue living here in their vehicles. Yeah. Like, which again was for us, wasn't part of our plan. And so that was also really cool to see that, oh my gosh, that that's how you do that. That's how you live out of your van here, or you're, you're kind of half in your van. You're, you know, maybe you sleep in your vehicle on the weekends or it was just really interesting to see how people did it. But at this event, it also felt like there was a disconnect between tiny living and van life. Like it seemed that the the people that were coming knew they were going to be tiny. Like they like the for example, they had a bunch of different tiny homes 
And of course they're smaller, so they take, it, it takes more time, but all of them had lines and, and like people were waiting to go see like, and it felt very much like they needed to be able to see themselves in that, in that space to be like, okay, this, this is, oh, I could do this, you know, or this is bigger than I thought or, and, and then with the vans, it was like, people were like, you live in that? <laughs> like it was holy crap, that's really small. Yeah, it it was really small, and it was smaller because they would go from a tiny, one of the tiny yeah. houses to our experience, and, or not even our experience, but the vans, and for us, we would say, well, yeah, but our backyard was Capitol Reef National Park in, in Utah, like, days ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're in a parking lot right now and we're showing you our space in this parking lot. But before that, you know, we were in the Grand Canyon. We were in Sedona. Like, yeah, you're seeing it here with, you know, dirty rugs and like parking lot feet. South Dakota. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but. (laughs) Which was a big hit also this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. South Dakota. Dakota. My goodness. I. I am blown away with how much I find myself drawn to that conversation or the idea of that, that space. So if we haven't talked about this quite enough, let's just break it down. South Dakota has a um, South Dakota residency center is our girl, Lynn. If you're interested, basically they have a nomadic residency um you're pay you're paying for a mail forwarding it's, service yeah it, it's a uh, it's rules that are just like the structure that's already there and but it's it's just a program that they've uh, built to make it easier for people that um live alternatively to maintain a residence yeah and it's pretty awesome it's super easy um, yeah, we loved it. It was a really good experience for us. And if you are already small or you want to travel, you want to be on the road full time or often, or your retirement age, and you don't want to be paying taxes in your expense, you know, wherever you've been living your whole life, like South Dakota is a really awesome option. And, um, yeah, it was really, it was cool to talk about that because, um, a lot of people didn't know about it and we didn't know about it. We learned about it in like February, I think. And a lot of people shared how much that would help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the things that it really helps on, um, especially if you're living nomadically and say you're a California resident currently, but you don't spend any time in California and you've got someone taking care of your mail and, but you're still having to deal with the, all of the bills that come along with that license plate or that location in the country, um, we found that we could change that residency to South Dakota. And there's just a list of benefits from income tax to um, no state income tax. Yeah, no state income tax to like the cheap car registrations and yeah. insurance that can save people enough money to like continue either traveling, um, just actually protecting your dollar if you're retired. Yeah. You know, like this, it, 
it's incredible and they made it so easy and all the people even like the dmv in south dakota yeah like i am blown away like it it has been an experience especially coming from nashville you know like yeah. we we were in madison wisconsin which was like a pretty simple process like even when you you know it, even it when was, it was a headache yeah, and there might be 40 30 people it, in front of you yeah, but like not a thing yeah where then in nashville it could take two two days and you still wouldn't have what you need and then they'd have to mail you something and then you wouldn't have it and then yeah it was a pain everybody ass. knows those problems too right yeah and so when we went to south dakota we were not we basically went into the dmv without any anything and they let us in they helped us out we got our ids and we were in and out in like a half hour maybe yeah with brand new south dakota ids so yeah. we were pretty pumped about that yeah it, it was just a great great experience on top of just like having that feel you know it's a little more quiet it feels a little bit more remote because you're not near any like really massive cities then you're surrounded by some like really amazing history you know anyway goodness this yeah, i'm yeah. doing it again <laughs> this is what i was doing talking about south dakota damn near all weekend yeah, it's, it's, anyways, if you want to do this, I don't know. I think it was one of those things that just, you realize South Dakota is solving a lot of the fears and, um, insecurities that people have about being on the road or getting on the road or staying on the road. And I think that this really is yeah. a good option. So if you have questions, definitely reach out to and, us, our girl, Lynn. And that um, was, I noticed that was happening from everyone from vans, people that, had vans that were asking us questions about it all the way to actual like mobile tiny home like the larger tiny home setups because those still do travel right you know like those still are mobile and you know or even fifth wheel travel trailers like those folks were asking us questions about that too yeah um, because it's it's not just vans like it's all of us well, and that's like what was kind of cool about Tiny Fest that we we learned or we have now realized we've learned since being on the road, but didn't really understand when we started. Um, but seeing all the different vehicles on display and how people were doing it, it really made you be able to kind of differentiate what style of vehicle would be best for you and your needs. Are you trying to travel all the time? Is travel, travel super important than the van or the bus or, or sorry, the van is going to be the way to go because you can go faster, get better mileage. It's, it's more convenient. The bus, like we met a lot of people that thought they were going to go the van route, but really they just wanted land and they wanted a place they could Airbnb and they wanted, um, something that they didn't really need to move but could be moved if it was needed like a bus was that option and then same thing with the tiny home like there was a lot of people that like wanted tiny homes but thought they would be able to travel more and you know like and again we were just able to kind of see and um see what people's needs were and like where where maybe like you're not it's confusing because at first I also feel like our, our needs changed too, like as we were kind of going through yeah. the process. So just kind of watching that and seeing, seeing how this is growing and the influx is, it's yeah. pretty dang, yeah. it's pretty dang cool. 
and it's also funny to see like the the interest be there like the it's like wow that's that's incredible but then also like kind of the instant just there there's no more after that so like you could really see the people that were, were there because they were needing the push they needed a, a little bit of inspiration like they needed someone to tell them go for it yeah and then the ones that were like the the friends of the people that they went with you know yeah. what i mean they're just like oh yeah i'm with them they want to go small yeah, it's like, oh, oh, i could never do yeah, that that's neat and but i also like that was cool because like my best friend from home Lindsay. like i don't think she would ever do what we're doing but she is such an advocate for it because like we just were talking on the phone and she told me like i i have always been such a like scaredy cat I'm afraid of fucking everything. And if you know me, you probably know that. I've always been that way. And so for her, she advocates for van life because she says, I was so afraid that, and she knows that I've been able to overcome those things because of this, that she's like, anyone that has those types of fears should do it. And I think that that's so true. And one of those, it for I felt like, we knew what people were actually asking. Yeah. Like they were asking about, you know, your bed and how you, you know, how you make meals. But what they really meant was how the fuck do you do this? Yeah. You know, like, uh, are we going to be okay? Yeah. And the, the panel discussions, we were definitely able to see that. Yeah. You know, that was like people that were coming to be engaged. Like they wanted the information you were presenting. Yeah, so Corey you know. and I both got to speak on multiple panels, um, and so that was that was really cool. The what was yours? Yeah, I, I the big one was um, parking, and like for and again for like the van piece, I I was very specific to our lifestyle. Um, I had to explain that because a lot of the people were in RVs or different things that weren't always as mobile as the van, but still have the same fears. Yeah. Like they still have the same fears. It does. It doesn't matter like what people are traveling in really. If they're traveling, the fear is kind of the same. Like what if you're sleeping and somebody knocks on the door? Yeah. You know, if it doesn't matter if you're in a campsite or in a parking lot, one's going to have definitely more exposure to the, possibility but like that's still always kind of a fear right like scary movies did that to us but that fear people were asking like well where do you where do you find places to sleep what they were really asking really was hey how do you feel safe when you go to bed yeah and i had to explain like i for me personally i have to remember that we are in a van. This is my house, but like we are in a van that exposure for us is it's high. Like right now we're sleeping in a parking lot, you know? Yeah. I understand that there's a chance that someone could knock on this door. Um, and it was amazing where the conversation went. It went from where do you sleep to what happens if someone does knock on your door and how do you deal with your panic? Yeah. And 
everyone was in like it was from the bigger tiny homes all the way down to the vans and the buses like it was you have to dif differentiate between someone speaking to you giving you commands whether it's a police officer moving you or if it's somebody trying to break into the van you know like it was a wild thing to be walking through with people because we've been there and we yeah. are there like we currently live with that yeah same reality well and for us being in key west really helped that you know like it was it was just a really good built some muscles yeah built some muscles but i don't know now it's just like one of those things we if we can avoid we do and yeah. like that was also something that we mentioned with and and again people ask us stuff like this all the time like this is scary it is scary it, it it is naturally vulnerable like you are vulnerable being in this van and and part of it is having to acknowledge that it's scary and you're afraid and what are you afraid of and sitting in that of like what is going to happen like what is the worst that could happen am i prepared for that and do i like i also think learning to trust ourselves on the road and being you know like we've pulled up to spots been like really bad gut feeling and when we were in key west we decided like or when we anywhere in florida we just realized like if we have that gut feeling like we just don't doubt it like yeah. we just we just move and it's not a thing and and if we want to go try that spot again the next day yeah we can <laughs> we can try it again like it sometimes it was because someone was walking by or some you know like someone was outside like it, it wasn't it's not that the spots are bad it's just sometimes circumstance too and yeah. there are those times that being on the road, you just have to learn to trust your gut and, you know, and, and, and look at the vulnerability of where we're at and living small and being, you know, our heads by this window. And yeah. that's something that. No, and yeah. The, and right back to vulnerability and the people we were encountering in the discussions we were having. Yeah. Some people forgot this was our house. Yeah. And for a moment, I kind of did. Like, we're hanging out in a parking lot. The energy's fun. Like, we're talking with people. We're sharing everything we have to share. And then you're smacked with the reality that, like, people are standing behind your bed looking at your things. And people are coming in your house and looking at taking your photos things. And... and, yeah, and taking photos. And, you know, that it might not seem like much but like that's that's letting somebody into like the cocoon the the safety piece and th that's a piece of like that's vulnerable you know that that's being really really vulnerable and then kind of to be almost forgotten about mm. on that sense because people forgot that it you know they would ask us hey do you live in this yes we've lived in this thing full time for a year and then, like, for doing things that, like, you wouldn't do in somebody else's home. Yeah. Well, and again, like, we, it's just part of it. Like, yeah. we even experience that just having our door open, you know. And again, like, 
we also knew what we were getting into or somewhat, you know, we knew people were going to be looking at our vehicle and stuff, but I was jokingly saying like, this reminds me of our bartending days. And like, I was having like some serious like anxiety about it because it's part of why I left bartending in the first place is I, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't physically in my whole body. I just could not stand it anymore. The way that people were treating, treating me. And it was, it was that same idea as like, I'm a, I'm a human. Like, I know I'm going to give you a Bud Light and you're going to get your Bud Light. But like, I said, hello. I asked, how are you? Like, like it got to be very servant like. And I think I, for a while, I just was like, look, I don't, I don't have to do that. But being in the van this weekend reminded me of that in such a different way because when we were at the bar, we had someone else's name, like we were representing someone else's name, you know? And so like, it felt more disrespectful now because if people were treating us poorly, it was like you were treating us poorly in our home with all of the stuff that we own and like, yeah. It it felt very personal. Yeah. But I don't think it was. I think people were there was just not there wasn't this connection between yeah. you live here and this is your home and like you're showing off your van. Like I think a lot of people actually thought we just did trade shows and we came and we showed showed it off and like we built them. Yeah, it felt you know? like a prop. But yeah. then you'd get questions from the people that I would feel like made us feel like props to the van um, and they would be the ones asking questions also probably not hearing the actual answer but they'd be asking the questions that like they're making you actively feel not that you know like again like do you live in this full time and then there's just like that little bit of I don't know I don't want to say disrespect but I don't know I don't... it was it's well, strange because I, I truly just don't think people understood that, like, this was, it's our house. You know, I don't know if, but, again, that makes sense because people didn't know how to find bathrooms. So, it well, was, like, that, right back to the bartending stuff. That's you know, really what dealing... started the, the joke about it was because we were walking into, like, the expo center where they had, like, more vendors and things and the bathrooms were there and Corey and I had been there a few days early to help with setup. And so every time we went in there, there were more signs and arrows pointing to the bathroom. And that is like, so right back to the bars. Like you could have signs anywhere and everywhere. And, and everybody asks, it's like they, they, people just like didn't read or didn't know. And so we were laughing because each day more signs would show up, more arrows would show up. And you know, that, it was funny, but also super real. How to indicative like, of the times. It's like... <laughs> you know, yeah. like, check the FAQs. Did you look? Where do you think you would place a bathroom right. in an expo center? Probably on one of the ends, right? You don't see anything standing in the center, do you? Like, why did you... The amount... Oh, <laughs> the amount of sign pandering <laughs> that got done for those bathrooms was amazing. Yeah. You know, it was... 
bathrooms, ba- like sign bathrooms, but bathrooms, also bathrooms. like bathrooms. It, there was five hundred signs. The thing is, though, that's five hundred pieces of paper. We would act like those people that were like who would ask for the bathrooms, right? Like it was always, or we would blame them because of the alcohol, right? Like they're, you know, they're drunk and they're just like not paying attention. But like now people weren't drunk. And so now they're just still not paying attention. And I think, again, this is what I've, Ooh, I have learned about yeah, okay. not being sober. And I, this is just, I'm just spitballing right now. I haven't even thought this through fully. I'm ready to hear. But for me, I stopped drinking because I was assuming that all of these bad behaviors and negative behaviors that I had were tied directly to alcohol, right? So I was getting drunk, I was eating too much pizza, and then I'd be hungover, and then I would eat shit food, and it would, and then I would want to have a drink, and it was just like this cycle. And so when I stopped drinking, I assumed that those bad habits would stop, and they did for a while. Until I started adding like NA stuff and I, and I started adding NA and I got a little less restrictive on my food, which again is good and healthy and I'm fine with that. But the point is that the behavior was not tied to the alcohol. I just thought that it was. The behavior is still there for me. It was still there for me, and it has been. And, and those the, chicken sandwiches are delicious. NAs, but yeah, I hear the, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like just the we just blamed it on alcohol before. So now I don't drink alcohol. I still have those same behaviors. And now with like when I drink an NA, I might have two because I'm not gonna have six NA beers of calories and you know, of all the shit, which I would have had with alcohol, right? Because it would have been at least like altering my mind to some degree, but I'm going to have two. And now those two, like I, I still had the calories. Like I still had that habit of drinking, dr- drinking my food basically. And so I think this sign is such an example of that is like we used to tell people it's just because they're drunk they're not reading the sign no it's we're not thinking for ourselves like where would the bathroom be like (laughs) think about that like and 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 no and you were a bathroom where would you be right and again it's not it it just it's just showing that we're we're just like not if we're not in our brain if you're attempting to justify the counterpoint to that like if you were a bathroom where would you be if you're trying to justify a counter argument to that already before you let that be what it is like look at that because it's it's like letting a muscle go this deductive reasoning like where where else would they be if you don't see them you can't open your eyes and like see how this building is structured where would you put a bathroom i understand you might have to go really bad right now but you're standing in the middle of a parking lot if all these cars weren't here where do you think a bathroom would be yeah you know and i know that sounds like cold and mean but there's like still that there's a piece of it where like i ask you questions when I don't even fucking think. I don't. And it needs to stop. Because why am I... I'm I'm just asking you to answer it for me. Yeah. I know. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. we're just always looking... 
for someone else to answer it for us. And everything this weekend, I think that we were discussing with people, the ones that like really, truly, we were having those great conversations with, it was all about ownership. Yeah. It was ownership of either being an essentialist. It was ownership of your decisions to travel. Getting, it was actually ownership, getting on the road. Yeah, like getting on it. Building. Or like people that had vehicles that they were just sitting because they were afraid. Yeah. And it wasn't afraid of like COVID stuff either. It was like afraid of simple things like traveling alone. There yeah. was definitely loneliness that had come up a yep. few times yep. being by themselves. Um, just, you know, actually connecting with the community. And sh But those are like real, real fears yeah. that take real work to overcome. Yeah. And like people are willing to, I think they're willing to say it now. They're willing to like expose themselves to it. And those people were there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was really, um, yeah, it's just, we also got to share a lot about our own story and like we bought our van a week before COVID. Like we decided we, we had the idea and decided about a van in less than 10 days. Mm -hmm. And that was February of 2020. And then like the second week in March, we owned that van. I'm not convinced that we still let this piece of the story like land with the weight of like no oh. i mental toughness or uh, i i don't even know like people when we were sharing that a couple guys were like dude that was like wow like that that must have been intense like that was pretty wild way from to go from one lifestyle to another, another. well and i think the the feeling then was holy crap we were taken care of like, I felt like, I don't know, it was just like, here, here, we're going to protect you from what's about to happen. Because we had just bought it. Like, we bought our van the day that we found out we had a sublease, right? Like, we did that on the exact same day. And so because of that, we were like, holy crap, like, we, we have a solution. Like, we, we do have a solution. We have, we had already bought most of the stuff for the van at that point yeah and, and the timing was just so crazy and then, then the bars closed. And, yep and then the bars closed and i hadn't worked for crossroads i had only worked like one shit i had only worked for them like one or two shifts i think in in that year and so i just assumed i wouldn't be on unemployment and that was the biggest gift that ever happened like because we would have been totally totally yeah. screwed just like so many other people like it yeah. was just such a blessing and then to be here a year later like getting to share that and like actually telling people like dude you can you can do this yeah. like you can do this and it's gonna be scary and ask us questions and like whatever you need to do because now we the the community that we we wanted like we have and so it's like we're trying to like bring that to people that that like that's really what people are looking for and grasping 
the sense that I'm getting from the travelers that we're coming across, the friends that we have and hang out with, on top of the, the other people that we met at Tiny Fest that were already kind of traveling or have traveled on multiple, you know, they're on their multiple build. They're just looking for different ideas, whatever it may be. I am convinced because I feel this for myself, no matter what community we end up landing in, whatever that looks, we will always opt to work to make that community better. You know, and I didn't have that pre-travel. No. But, like, I will opt to always work to make whatever community I'm in better. Um, or try. Like, give it an honest try and be honest with myself about that. Because... Sorry, a little weird background music there. But because... I see what people caring can get done. Like when people truly care, what can actually get done? And it may seem small, but in small communities, stuff like that goes a huge way. Right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So like, it was really cool to like, see that and feel that within the community. Like these are people that will always attempt to make their space better. Yeah. Whatever space they're in, they're always going to try to make you know, make it better. Yeah. And just like being around that makes you feel like, oh, well then I can do better and I can, I, you know, I, what am I being lazy about? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like even the trash thing we've talked about, this is like, we, we've, I've littered, like I've dropped cigarette butts before and, you know, been lazy about that and haven't, put them where they need to go and so I don't want to pick up cigarette butts but I will and that one is one of those that's like every time I do it I'm like god damn it Shauna why'd you do that like why were we doing this this is a problem but we it 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 does like take everyone you know and you see it in this community because of our people will end up cleaning up their small space right but if you have 10 vehicles in one small space and everyone cleans up their small space that park ends up being left much cleaner than it was yeah. it was when it was found I, I yeah i i have these like weird pulls back and forth about like the trash and the litter thing being here like where we're at in san diego you know they've got recycling bins and trash cans every 50 feet <laughs> they are all over mm -hmm. there's trash cans and recycling cans separate all over the place. And there is so much litter here. Like I am blown away at how much trash is here and how many employees it actually is putting every single day to come down to this park and pick up trash. It blows me away how many people it takes to pick up garbage. And maybe it's just because it's, I'm, it's like glaring at me, but I've like also walked past a dirty diaper this morning. I wasn't willing to put my hands on that. I wasn't in the mood. I couldn't do it. Like I felt really bad. <laughs> I walked away being like, dude, who are you to say, like to really talk about this in conversation and then still walk past it. But I couldn't, I, I just couldn't, Yeah. you know, that. It, well, and again, like, yeah, 
it's it's not your responsibility. It's, I, it was I, that. I know, but you get. Yeah. Oh, I, it's everywhere. It's it's you know the be the beaches have trash everywhere here, and there's trash cans everywhere, and there's a lot of employees picking up trash. It's like where does it keep coming from? You know. Not all of it's just washing up on the water. This is stuff that's like by our vehicles. <laughs> Well, and it's and, not ours. Like, it's not all ours. It's blown in. But And that was other things that they talked about, too, yeah. which I thought was really cool is, like, teaching, um, you know, teaching people about trash and recycling and stuff. They had panels about that, which, again. Super when, informative. Yeah. If, if you're on the road and you don't know, like, and I think that's really what we've found is, like, people, you just don't know what you don't know. And, and that's helpful it's yeah. helpful to be able to connect with people if yeah. you can remind yourself you know what they just don't know what they don't know and i think everyone's honest with the if if people feel there's honesty in the attempt they're willing to be understanding right so like if someone sees that they feel like you're trying and you might make a mistake and you don't succeed to whatever they are but like you're trying sometimes well i don't know i was just thinking maybe there'd be like the leniency there like we could look at each other and be like you know but we are trying we just yeah. don't know and but we are trying we see that people are trying right but what does trying look like and who sets that bar <laughs> like right. that's that's well i think trying I like at least like on a local level just starts with like you know, if you see someone that's picking up trash or you see someone that's recycling or not recycling, like, say that. Like, hey, can we throw it in this? You know, or, like, this goes in recycling. Because I think sometimes it just really comes down to people just don't know. They don't know or they... And there's they, like, like, never learned. Like, honestly, when we were back at our hometown, we were staying with someone who had all the recycling, the three different recyclings, like, labeled. And it was super helpful. And I was like, I wouldn't have known that this didn't go in the trash had that not been, been had. And, again, feel stupid because I'm 30 years old and don't know what goes in what trash. But also, I don't really feel like they really spent a lot of time teaching me. And that's, what I'm, that's where I'm going to die on that hill, you know, like... I didn't, clearly I didn't get it. And so I've had to reteach and relearn yeah. and, or reteach myself. But yeah, I mean, again, that was another thing at Tiny Fest, getting to talk with a lot of people traveling and wanting to travel was like, don't let your build, like don't build because of the way someone else built, because the best part, like everybody that we talk to that is living alternatively if you're if you've built it out yourself you have like it, it's yours everyone says i love everyone's special creative touch so like knowing that ahead of time like just make it however you want like really just make it however you want because it doesn't it it doesn't matter what it looks like to anybody right. else because it's going to be you already and i just think that would have solved a lot of yeah yeah for sure and to the people that purchase vans or purchase tiny spaces from other people that did personally build them 
I suggest to get comfortable with that build, get comfortable with that rig, kind of take some stuff off, take some panels apart, take some cupboards apart, see how it's built, see how certain things go together. And I know that takes like kind of a tinkery engineering mind, but if you can slowly kind of see how someone else built your home, if you're living in it or your space, if you're ever put in a situation where you need to fix that or you need to do something about it, you know what to do. Like you are somewhat more prepared than not, you know, because we built this van, I know where every single wire is. I know where every single splice connection is. I know where every single piece of plumbing is. I know where all my electrical is almost down to the nail in the wall or the, you know, the screws in the wall. I, I know where they're, they're run. If there's things that go on in that, I can fix it quickly. You know, you can't always do that if you purchase one, um, but you can still get yourself like familiar with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy experience and, you know, we really enjoyed it, but also again, it was like, took us back to these bartending days, just dealing with customers, also just long hours and low energy. Like I, I just haven't felt like I had to be on in a while. Like we were, we had to be on like, faces on energy on like come like really inviting people into our space just like when we worked at the bar yeah. like come in here like because otherwise it's just going to be a long and, day for all of yeah, us yeah and people were walking past not sure like if how where to go you know we had our tent and everything but people would try to stay at a distance like we were calling people to come in yeah and when we were inviting people like you'd see their eyes light up like, yeah, underneath yeah. their mask you know yeah and I also the interesting part is I engaged with everybody in the way that said, Hey, if you feel comfortable with or without your mask, like feel free. And I'd say 50% were like pretty happy to yeah. be like, thank yeah. you. And they would take their mask down, um, to yeah, have they... conversations and other people were really respectful and just like, no, thank you. And you know, they would, yeah, it was actually really, really respectful. I didn't have any issues with, I'd say mask or no mask with yeah. a pretty sizable event, if you and will. And I think, too, you know? like, it comes down just to communication, too. Like, people were really comfortable with having those conversations, it seemed, um, which was also kind of nice. But, mm. yeah, we, like, had these really cool, you know, meets. Like, we met up with some people that we would have never met before that were totally not anywhere on our radar which was super cool like but it also goes again into like this is where our your network and your follow-through and your your action comes in and for like for me I've been an entrepreneur for a while but this is definitely like the most putting myself out there that I've had to do on my own accord like yeah. I've done this for other people's companies, um, but doing it for us and doing it for like, just honestly having the van on display, like the van has, is a part of us. And I think we were, how were you inviting people in? Like, welcome to our, welcome to um, the inside of my brain. Yeah. Because that's how it, it like, that's how it feels yeah. in here. Welcome to creativity. And it says it on the board. Like, yeah, 
and I, it was super cheesy, but you kind of look at it, and that's exactly what it, you know, exactly what it was, and, like, being on for that, like, turning that on for our own, our, our own selves, you know, was really, really cool. Yeah. It was stepping into that, especially going from, like, speaking on the panels, and, yeah. and knowing, like, truly knowing what we were talking about. There was no fake it till you make it feel it was no i am the professional up here yeah i've been doing this for 360 plus days yeah you know yeah. so like this makes sense to me and of course we have stuff to share and teach yeah so that was super cool and then to be approached by people that you know wanted us you know really wanted to follow up um and have some other conversations like that stuff is then back on us to do something with like you said and that was it's cool to experience yeah like if we don't do anything with it it's nothing yeah but it's right here and it could be something right and to actively like choose to like tap that yeah you know like i choose that piece or like i select that yeah. I select that option. I choose that path. I choose that well, phone number, like sending like, an email or that call. Like The I phone numbers that. we got or the emails we got were very different things. Yeah. Like that, I think, is oh, also what's been really awesome cool for us is like we have tried. I, I feel we've tried really hard to remain just super open to like anything because we have had. Corey and I love like the vision like that's the part that we like the puzzle piece we like connecting dots like that part together we're very very good at and so we could take like we could go a lot of different directions because we want to because that part is fun for us like we we like kind of the challenge of it but then seeing different options and different things in front of us like okay what what do we want and like what is, you know, again, making sure that we're staying in alignment with like who we want to be and who and what our lifestyle is. And we've made sure even with creating the business, like, are we like, even if we'd ever have like moments of stress of like, oh, we should be working. Like, that's exactly what we did the opposite of like, what part of us believes we should be working like that. And also, we want to work. So let's find a time that we we feel excited about working and right. make that fit our lifestyle instead of, oh, I should be working because of this nine to five. No, like, okay, we like working really early in the morning. Like we love like from 6 a we could work from 6 a.m. to noon every single day yeah, probably okay. and, and be just as happy. And like you, you learn that. And I think because of this lifestyle, we get to decide how these things work with yeah. us which is part of being an entrepreneur and um but because of that these those two pieces being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and like creating for yourself creating a life that you actually want to live like they're here yeah like we are at that at that crossroads and, and it's really neat to be able to kind of look around and go, okay, I'm, I'm seeing the evolution of my community, like the, the evolution of the van community. And I'm sure people that have been in it for years have seen the evolution of it, right? 
And now that we're kind of in the middle of it and we see that it's growing and these, these tiny living opportunities are changing and growing. And as kind of our culture is changing and growing, um, to look around and be like, wow, these people are like actually on a little more of the cutting edge than not of trying to do like really, really big things, like changing big laws that affect a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so that's really exciting to be in that same, that same scope and, you know, knowing that you've got something to bring to the table. Like it reminds you that like you can affect and change your community. Yeah. Whether you're mobile or not, you know, and that's why I was saying like going back to a stationary living idea, the people that we're with, the moment they sit still, I can almost guarantee they will continue to attempt to make their community better. Yeah. Because they don't know how to do anything else. Right. Well, and, and I it, think it's because we, we've been trying to just help ourselves better understand why that is. And I think it's because we are actively using these communities, not like in a bad way, but like we are going to the parks and we're going to the dog parks and, and not just, not that people aren't doing those, but like when we're going, like we're going for a long time, like we're watching the sunset there, we're, we're making it an experience, we're having a meal, like we sometimes will have a picnic at these parks and that feels like you're in the community, like you, you are. And so it's like we're, it's how do you help people create those within their communities? Because a lot of people want that and, but it's, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's nerve wracking at first, you know, like because of the division of walls or your property, like it, you know, you don't want someone to like come on your prop. I don't know. It gets weird. We're at the vehicle. We're like, we all live at the park. So yeah. all of yeah, everywhere right. is for all of us. And so there's just a lot more mingling and talking and I don't know. It's yeah, just... for sure. The, the, I definitely the idea of property in this community is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and personal space is definitely a little, <laughs> little bit different. And that's something that again, that's like exposure to that. And then if you're in that community, it kind of makes sense, but it also makes sense. Like if I have a farm and I've got a half a mile driveway, I don't want anybody to like, it's, of the, course. That, it's a half a mile for a reason. Oh you know? yeah. Of so course. like, it's, it's so, it's interesting to be a part of like both sides Yeah. where like, well, because when I'm in when... the parking lot, there's no such, like, there's no property. If I want to, like this is public parking yeah you know like i can park here right now i can park as close or like this is my space here yeah same thing with like blm land like no matter how much it bothers you that there's side by sides everywhere you know like because it bothers me the yeah. side by sides bother me to an extent or if someone comes and parks like right next to you and you have all this land i think it's just yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. goes back to like but the it's... sign thing is like if you're not paying if you're just like not paying attention, you know, like you might be close on someone, but if you were that other person, like, would you want someone that close to you? Probably not. Like, probably not. But we're, we're we, it takes one more step mm -hmm. to think that, right? Like the first thing is, oh, I'm just going to park here. 
and when like that's just a I'm gonna do what's best for me but when it gets to change from I'm gonna do what's best for me and what's best for my community I'm gonna try to find a spot that's a little bit further away to give them their space or if I don't have an option I need to be like near that spot I might not just pull up on your bumper at midnight yeah you know like there's that little bit of yeah decency that that comes into play but at the same time like if that person chooses to park there that's, that's their, their property yeah, as yeah. well yeah, and yeah. i have to be that's the hard part yeah. <laughs> it's well, the hard part because i want to protect property some of like them a, aren't, they don't live there like some of them aren't living in their uh -huh. vehicles yes so right right they're traveling so they're the idea of life is different because they're traveling where we're living like right. it's not so someone being us, on our bumper is scary yeah right where like someone on just a weekend, it might just be like an inconvenience. Right, right. But not, and again, not that it can't be scary. I'm just saying that has been our experience is like this, your, your space is like your vulnerability level, you know, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're just confronted with it more because we operate in public space more. Um, is like as far as privacy goes, it's a lot less, you know. Yeah. Um, goodness. All but, the way... My goodness. All the fear. That's what it, I felt like that was the theme of the yeah, weekend. But, Overcoming yeah, but... fear. Okay. Overcoming. Yeah. There were people oh. that were like facing it, oh. like actively facing that's, it, which was cool. That's were, what I yes, mean. Overcoming, but being a part of watching people actively face fear. Some, and this has happened across country, by the way. This just happened to us in Vegas at, at the dog park. You know, we struck a conversation up with somebody that hadn't had a conversation with i would say outside people yeah. for a bit <laughs> for a bit and we were the you know he had told us we were you like know, one of the first, first people outside yeah, the of first like three outside of a, yeah so to to watch people actively face fears and do their best to handle them like it, it's really amazing and then to see it again at the festival by multiple people trying yeah. to like, oh man, I, I want to do this. Oh, and, dreaming about it. That's what they do. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, oh, I've been dreaming about you, it. You, We're like, then stop dreaming yeah, about it and do, do it. it. Yeah. You can't dream about it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think like there, it was just that little, that little push, yeah. you know, like I, I hope, I hope it helped. It was yeah. it was really fun for us to just get to experience that and talk yeah, more about yeah. tiny living because we really have learned so much about ourselves through the process of slimming down our things and going small and lessons that are just invaluable yeah. that don't need to remain just in this community. Like there are things that we've learned from getting to be small about materialistic items that I think are really, it's good for all of us. We all should be knowing and having you know, an idea of what we have and what we want. At and, least consciously purchasing. Yeah. You know, and if yeah. you want to have all the stuff, have all the stuff too, Def because be happy. Have the things. You know, be happy. I think my thought before was I needed to have the things to feel worthy. Of yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Being. And I think if it's not for happiness, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if it's not for happiness, let's just let it go. Let's, let's end it there. <laughs> if it's not for happiness. Yeah. Amazing. All right, friends. We well, love you. 
We'll see you next week. Heck yeah. Next Wednesday. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Us First That podcast. If you want to support our work and future endeavors, head over to www.patreon.com slash us first that. We'll see y'all next time.